TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging. Well, Marcus Pierce here with you for the 452nd time. And as always, we have the godfather of flushes, the godfather of fasting, <laughs> the godfather of wellness, Dr. Damien Christoph. Uh, How are you, legend? I wish I'd watched more of the godfather because I'd put a voice on or something, but it's great to be here. And what a hilarious episode that we just did before. And I know if you're listening to this right now, you have no idea that we recorded this episode back to back with another episode. But because Marcus and I think we're so funny, we were talking about health and wellness things, stories gone wrong. And uh, we just thought, well, why don't we go bang straight into another episode? And this is why we're talking about health and wellness stories gone wrong. Piercy. Let me just say, because you said I was the godfather of flushes, what I have, because we're renovating at the moment, I've been looking at toilets. And what I learned is that you can get a rimless toilet, right? And a rimless toilet where the water goes around. And Coroma, the Australian toilet manufacturer, um, has invented a rimless toilet where the water flushes and it comes back with such good power. It does a cleaning job as well. Anyway, that just got me sidetracked. No, because no, you would, you you would like to know this, that Sarah is the same as you. Because we have rimless toilets in our house for that same reason. Yes. Like so narky about dirty toilets. (laughs) That is another episode for another day. (laughs) And I was with four kids and three of them being boys. She was like, how do I do this? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Rimless toilets. Now, the reason why we are talking about this is because in the previous episode, (laughs) we were talking about Shaving with avocado and other lessons that we've learned from uh, longevity, yeah. including being happy to eat out and not get your friends to buy ice cream and have it in the closet um, and other and other funny stories. But this demo is also on the back of your somewhat seemingly in, uh, inquisitive reticence to not share some of your experiences <laughs> with flushes. And fast. And on the previous episode, you said, oh, I've got a story for you. The olive oil, lemon juice, gallbladder uh, flush, the juice flush, and the liver detox. And so um, this episode, I've shared enough stories. This episode, and I'm happy to mute for the rest of this episode <laughs> and laugh. Uh, I, won't, out. I won't have enough. I won't have enough to last 22 and a half minutes. There's no way. Uh, you're going to have to work in for sure. This is... I want you to start at the point of highest drama. So which of those three are you going to kick us off with? Okay. Health and wellness stories gone wrong with Damien Christoph. <laughs> well, let me say this. When I was studying to be an accountant, uh, when I was in 1992, studying to be an accountant, and if you've ever seen my Power of Food uh, presentation, you'll know that as a young, budding, first-year accountant, just moved out of home, living in Geelong, no longer under the roof of a protective and loving and caring mother, I found um, a path of least resistance around food and lifestyle and was introduced to uh, the beach and a lifestyle that uh, encouraged experimenting with herbs. 
And so as a result of that experimentation with herbs, I often found myself laughing lots at nighttime, really late into the night, not turning up for university the next day, uh, eating all the wrong foods, uh, eating or craving foods that maybe you shouldn't be craving. Some people would call that the munchies and I'd often talk all about that sort of thing. And as a result of that, I ended up getting quite sick. I was eventually um, diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome and I went to see the great naturopath David Fitz in Brighton, Victoria, and he was just down the road from Star of the Sea College where my mum used to work at Star of the Sea and she had gone to see David Fitz. And he said to me, Damien, your diet's not very good. You need to sharpen your diet. Here's the diet I want you to follow, which was the um, acid alkaline balanced diet. He said, you've got, you're so bad right now. You've got to go 70% alkaline, 30% acidic. Um, and here's a bottle of liquid. Um, that you need to drink 20 mils of three times a day to clean your liver out, to reset you. Now, this liquid was called DTM. Now, I don't know what DTM stands for. Let's say it's detox mix. Maybe maybe it is. Maybe it was detox mix. Yeah. I don't know. It stands for <laughs> DTM. There you go. Well, I had this DTM stuff. It was the most disgusting thing ever, but it worked, right? And so I was like, oh, my gosh, this is really cool. Changed my diet, had DTM. Maybe I shouldn't be an accountant. Maybe I'll go study to be a naturopath. So I said to David, David, do you reckon I could study to be a naturopath? He said, oh, maybe, Damien, you know, know, why would you want to be a naturopath? I said, well, I'm really impressed with what this did with me and how well it's made me feel, and I'm feeling a bit disenfranchised and disenchanted with – you know, studying to be an accountant, maybe this might be really what I want to do. So he um, he said, well, as it happens, I'm the president of the Australian College of Natural Medicine. Um, why don't you apply to get in and let's have a look at your CV and blah, 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 and, you know, have a look at it. So I got into naturopathy and in Detox 101 class, um, there's not really a class called Detox 101, but I we had Honey... Polman Bull, who was my lecturer at the time, we're talking back in 1995, and Honey uh, gave us the process for which you would flush your gallbladder, um, rid it of stones. You know, if you had gallstones or muck or dried juice in your gallbladder, you would do this particular process to clear it out. So I thought, Maybe I should try this on my brother first. And so I uh, <laughs> so you know, I didn't want to be trying this on me. So Troy, God bless him, uh, who I think I had only just bought, I had bought him a a birthday present to have his first ever flight. So he he went to the he went to the Troy School of Flying. I'm pretty sure it was Troy School um, at Moorabbin University, or Moorabbin Airport, and uh, where where his flying school was. And he learned to fly initially there before now he flies for Qantas. But I I said Trog, and I call him Trog because when he used to write Troy, the Y looked like a G. So I used to I called him <laughs> Trog. And so I go Trog, I've just learned about this gallbladder flush. And apparently, when you do it, you get all these stones out of your gallbladder and you basically refresh your gallbladder and your liver and like it makes you live longer. He's like, no way. I'm like, yes. I said, do you want to do it? He goes, yes, I'll do it. I go, I won't be able to do it because I've got to work over the next few days. So why don't I just you know tell you all the things you're going to do? He goes, all right, no worries. I'll do it, right? So 
uh, I said, what you've got to do is you need a litre of olive oil and a litre of lemon juice. So we we were there, we're juicing all these lemons. We've got a litre of lemon juice and we've got a litre of olive oil. And essentially um, what he did was he proceeded to scull a 30 mil shot of lemon juice and chase it with a 30 mil shot of olive oil and then repeat that over the next, you know, for whatever time it took to get, you know, all through that lemon juice and all through the olive oil. Needless to say, there was such um, an amount of um, stimulation of his gastrointestinal um, tract that from a peristalsis perspective, peristalsis worked in both directions very fast. And so oh. he went, <laughs> went oh. this way and that way. And um, <laughs> and to this day, uh, in fact, up until this year, he hasn't been able to have olive oil ever since and can't smell <laughs> olive oil ever since. Right? Now, the other part to this was that I said to him, what you can do when all this comes out, because it'll come out very fast, you can do a poo into like a sieve, right, into a, into a sieve, and then when you do your poo into the sieve, <laughs> You can rinse it all out and you'll see all of these stones, right? You'll see all these stones and you'll be able to get all these stones. Anyway, I don't think he did that bit because I think it was so it was so aggressive the reaction it was so you could have done a vomiting through a sieve to find the carrot oh, oh my, my gosh, gosh. support oh. Troy he did that one took one for the team there anyway I don't think that particular gallbladder flush worked I don't think that one worked but there is another gallbladder flush that I have recommended for people to do oh. that may have actually worked which involves drinking like 13 cans of coke having some magnesium um and also doing coffee enemas. And and people have said that that worked for them. Um, I'm not going to give that recipe on, on this here because I'd hate for someone to go and do that sort of thing and, and then have a bad reaction and me be held accountable. But please. I cans of Coke flush. <laughs> I know. Who would want to do that? But apparently the, the acid that's in Coca-Cola softens the stones. I don't know how that works. But anyway, that's uh, that's what happened. And, and so some people have gone to do that particular flush and said that it works, but I'm not going to give that recipe out here because I'm not going to be responsible for that health advice. And clearly that lemon juice and olive oil flush, the recipe was wrong, right? Because that's um, that's not ideal. It didn't work. I don't think it worked anyway, but that's I reckon that's a great story. And Troy, to oh. this day, still doesn't want to talk about olive oil. Anyway, I think it's pretty funny. Is is uh, now I want to know like how angry is, is there anger? Like, is he still angry? <laughs> like, is there blame and brotherly just tension whenever there's olive oil at the dining table and it's Christmas Day or whatever? Does he just give you a look as like you prick? Up until, look, 20 years later, yeah. look at you. You still yeah. have this impact on me. Yeah, up at, yeah, absolutely. Up until this year, it's always been the case. And there was a period of time that I, um, I, I may have given Troy olive oil for Christmas, you know, just as a little, <laughs> little rib, you know, here's a bottle of olive oil. This is the stuff I bought from New Zealand, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how's that? How's that? <laughs> so the other thing that I did was obviously liver flushes and liver cleanses and all that sort of stuff. But one of the things that I did um, also suggest um, be done is carrot juice. 
So I suggested to my brother Troy, Trog, I said, Trog, you know what I've learned today is that carrot juice is really good for your eyesight. Now, he was wanting to be a pilot and he was starting to be a pilot. He's like, oh, I want to get good eyesight. eyesight. I go, awesome. All you've got to do is make sure you're juicing uh, carrots every single day. And uh, and one, a great juice to have carrots with is apple juice, celery juice, beetroot, and and carrots, right? He's like, okay, cool, no worries. What's the recipe? So I gave him the recipe, and every day for like thirty days, he had carrot juice. And when he, he went out to the Dandenong market, and he bought himself a twenty kilogram bag of carrots, like it's it's massive. Yeah. Right? It's massive. This is what happens. It's massive, what happens. right? Yeah. So he's juicing away, and he's juicing away, and. Let's say 15 or 20 days into this juicing program, you know, Troy's feeling pretty good. Like, because, you, you know, the, the whites of his eyes got really white and, you know, his his skin was great. He was looking pretty skinny and lean and, you know, he's probably feeling. But then he started to turn orange. So he started to turn orange like an oompa loompa, right? <laughs> Seriously. Like he'd, he'd gone on to Willy Wonka and, like, got a job as an oompa loompa and. <laughs> And he was orange. Like he looked at his hands and they were orange. His his face went orange. His whole body went orange. And the and the beta carotene from the carrots was coming through his skin. And I asked him, I said, how many carrots are you using? He said, oh, well, I bought this 20 kilogram bag of carrots. And so instead of having one carrot, I've been having like four carrots and I'll do it two or three or four times a day. And so he had had too many carrots and he turned And I can see everything. My eyesight is so sharp. He was like, I can see everything. He could see so far. He was, he was, he didn't need infrared binoculars, like, because he could see in the dark. He was like a bat. It was unbelievable. Anyway, so that was another one, right? So, oh my gosh. So that was a goodie. Um, And then I've known, I know other people have done other types of detoxes, but. PC, you must have done some stuff. I mean, obviously, let's just recount some of the things you've done. All right, we've done the coconut oil moisturizer all over your body. We know that you've done avocado shaving. We know you've done that. We've all recounted the salt flush that you've done, um, and maybe that needs a little bit further discussion, maybe a little bit of embellishment and elaboration again. Maybe you can share that with us again. That could be really good. What else have you done that could be um, along the lines of, of, of this hilariousness because let me just tell you that all of the people that we've interviewed that have lived a long time have never done anything stupid like this ever. <laughs> ever. I want to, I want to know ever um, that I want to know that this <laughs> community of ours yes. can share with us. I want them to share with us their stories, however they want to, whether it's on <laughs> Facebook, if you're on the live, if you want to, Send us uh, messages at 100 not out on Facebook or DM us at 100.notout or Damien at DamienChrisDoc.com, Marcus at MarcusPierce.com.au. But, Damo, there is one major missing ingredient here. Yeah. I know you're turning the tables on me and yeah. I could give everyone episode numbers on my stories, but both of those stories have Troy as the victim. Yes. I want to know from you. Yes. A story where you have been the victim of your own experiment because even today I saw in our 100 Not Out inbox the great Bron Leister mm. who shared with us a screenshot of her reading the Wellbeing TV magazine and it says in here, in this Wellbeing TV feature we speak to Damien Christoph, 
naturopath, chiropractic, chiropractic nutritionist. Mm-hmm. Damien shares, and mm-hmm. you would have loved this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm joking here. Damien shares his favorite biohacking tips. <laughs> yeah, I loved it like uh, a hole in the head. You would have like a you knee to the nuts. The I tell you. <laughs> that language. So what? what? I even told Emily, Emily, I don't want to have biohacking in this story, Emily. Yeah. Yes. I need to call her. So come on, Emily. Um, I'll call her. Give us a biohacking experiment of yours from many years ago or recently where you were the victim of one of your wild experiments. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the thing that I did, so there was some supplements that came out. There's this one called TMG, trimethylglycine. And trimethylglycine is a nutrient which used to be available, you know, in the marketplace in Australia, but the TGA... Um, stopped it being available, trimethylglycine was um, a supplement that, in my understanding at the time, would assist in recovery and help with oxygen saturation and increase oxygen saturation. And I used to give it to uh, people who were flying a lot, uh, whether they were flight attendants, and often they were quite fatigued, and they would notice that there would be an improvement in their fatigue and energy levels and all that sort of stuff. So I was like, oh, you know, trimethylglycine, it must do what it says. And so I started taking trimethylglycine. Around the same time, there's another supplement that came out um, that contained creatine monohydrate. It might have been called Myabolic. And I started taking creatine monohydrate. And inside this creatine monohydrate supplement was another nutrient that tasted like, I don't know, maybe bat shit or something. I don't know. But it was so bad, but I just pushed on through and I had it. I had it. And I, and and then at that time also, because I was experimenting a lot with different vitamins and minerals and supplements, you know, this is before the term biohacking became kind of trendy. I was just trying this on. Yeah. Anyway, I was going to the gym. My muscles were getting bigger, faster. Um, I was getting stronger and I was recovering really quickly. I was using trimethylglycine and creatine monohydrate. I was drinking heaps of water and I was using electrolytes. And, I was, and, and so what I thought I might do one day is mix the trimethylglycine, the creatine together and electrolyte drink and train on that. So um, I took it and I felt pretty sick and I was really nauseous, but I pushed on through and I kept on exercising and um, I exercised to the point that I vomited and I thought, oh, wow, that's, you know, that's not too, that's not too bad. Maybe I just trained really hard. And I tried it again the next day and I was out on the bike and I vomited when I was on the bike again. And I was like, oh my gosh, this isn't good. Um, maybe I'll just push things too hard. And this is all part of biohacking, right? And so then I thought, well, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's not. I'll give it one more go. And I took it and I went for a run and I had runner's diarrhea. I had runner's oh. diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> My biohacking <laughs> not tip is that don't mix trimethylglycine, creatine monohydrate, and electrolytes all together and then go for a run and see how you go with that for the third time lucky because it's not going to end well. Anyways, that's what I did. That's the worst thing that's ever happened to me. You know, that's the worst thing that's ever happened to me because I've always experimented on Troy. Um, and um, it's, <laughs> that's what's happened to me. But I have to tell you that in terms of biohacking, if you try to hack stuff, there's going to be consequences and that's what's happened to me. I've, I've had, oh, uh, I've had some God. stuff. So that's it. That's and, as and bad as know- it's ever got for me, mate, I have to tell you. 
No, that's good. That's good, and I love it because you said because everything, every other experiment has been performed on Troy first. <laughs> You've had a lab rat. You've had a monkey, and his name is Troy. Hello to Troy. Uh, that's so good. Um, well, I think I think as as you say this, and, and you say it um, tongue in cheek, but I, I think what I think of here is that none of the one hundred not outers and the graceful ages they don't they just don't biohack. This whole notion of biohacking they don't do it. It's almost it just. It just seems so. Not, it defies logic. Well, maybe it's too logical. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't ever seem to come to a point where we get any real wisdom out of it. Maybe we get a couple of new products to take to the market and add to the supplement, you know, mainstream. But, you know, all of our stories are epic fail stories <laughs> about things that we've done. I know. Like, you know, it's not like, yeah, and you should do it too. It's kind of like, and if you've heard this story, you're probably wise to not do just it. Just never, ever do it. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. There's so many people, oh, there's so many people trying to do this hacking thing. Um, and even the other day I was asked about, you know, trying to do some stuff with hacking and write a story, an article on biohacking and and I said to them, you know, I'd love to write a story on why you wouldn't buy a hack. And they're like, oh, no, that's not really yeah. what our audience is after. And I'm like, going, well, I'll tell you what, it's what they should be after, you know. So don't buy a hack, I suppose, is what the answer is because the body fights back and the, you can't beat innate intelligence. Um, you can't make your body do something it doesn't want to do and get away with it for a long period of time. Uh, buy hacking for me reminds me of Dan Butner's comments around exercise. He said, exercise has been a public health failure. But it's very good for business. It keeps gyms open, and biohacking for me is like um, it's a it's a public health failure. But it's great for supplement companies. It keeps a lot of people in business, and it keeps people still wanting to experiment. I have no issue at all with with experimenting and learning things and being curious and having epic fails. Yeah, I think for me it is. Then you get to a point where you go, well, you know what? I actually don't have to go on another diet. Or I actually don't have to – it's not that one epic fail means that you're actually missing the wrong supplement and you've got to go and find this and you're constantly looking for a nirvana or a, a perfect place where you've you've found the answers. Like I just think it's better off going, you know what, like eat good food, eat it with others, mm. be, be social, um, move well like you said earlier in the previous episode, move intentionally. Um, Unless you're a professional athlete where you've got times that you need to get things done by in order to stay on a list or win a medal or all of the other things. I think just if you're just everyday living. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's the way to go. Yeah, I agree. I'll just come back to the comment you made about supplement companies. Um, biohacking, I don't think, is driven by supplement companies per se. But I do think that, you know, sort of flimsy nutritional or flimsy lifestyle research. Um, that might suggest that something like that may happen if you do such and such. That's the stuff that kind of gets people mm. into trouble. Now, it can good be the, clarity, good clarification, actually. But yeah, it may it's actually be, fault, too, it? yeah, yeah, it's not the company's fault. But it may also be the overreading of research. You know, so it's like I'm looking for the answer, and so I'm going to find the answer. So if I find something that might be the answer, I'm going to move in that direction to get my mm. answer that supports my theory right mm. um and and that might be the reason why people kind of chase down biohacking so even if you know and 
please, no disrespect to anybody who wants to try doing this sort of stuff. I think it's a really great idea to do stuff, you know, experiment, find out what's happening within the realms of safety. Um, but, you know, I, I look at um, ice baths and, you know, Wim Hof's stuff and, and I think it's awesome that people want to do it, but we're not seeing necessarily yet at this point in time um, people who have lived a long time having done any of those sorts of things. So the result, if your goal is to live a long time, have lots of fun and try biohacking and all that sort of stuff, that's great. Don't necessarily ascribe to the theory that because someone says that it's going to help you live forever, that it will because there's no proof that it will. Um, the only mm. things that we know seem to keep you living a long time are the three um, secrets to longevity that Marcus and I talk about all the time, which is engagement, purpose, and movement, and um, and and everything else after that um, is important, but in kind of a descending order. So keep that in mind. Keep it in mind. Absolutely. And if you only get one thing out of this episode, any biohack has to be performed on your brother or another person first. <laughs> Uh, Damo, I've loved this episode. <laughs> I've loved it. Hope all of our listeners have. This has been episode 452 of 100 Not Out, Mastering the Art of Aging Well. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook at 100 Not Out. Spell it all out on Instagram at 100.not. Check out Damo's work at damianchristoff.com, myself, marcuspierce.com.au. And until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.